I never got asked to prom. I never got asked to homecoming. I don't know if guys were just scared of me or what it was. Probably that. I think I was just like scary and standoffish. What's up, everybody? It's Katie Austin here, and welcome back to Austin AF. Today, I have one of my good friends, Maddie, coming in studio. She is a model, entrepreneur, and influencer, and she's coming in to talk all about body image in the modeling industry and kind of how the modeling industry can really affect someone's mental health, how she is so much more than just a model, and also touching on the fact of society's view of pretty privilege as well, which I think is a really, really important topic to discuss. And then later on, we are going to touch on her favorite quotes, her favorite mantra. She's very spiritual. She's into meditation and what she does for her mental health, time management, and also some of her hilarious dating moments. So before Maddie comes into studio, I just wanted to get into my product of the week for Verizon's In the Know segment. I love my Verizon in the Know segment just because I can really touch on some products that I love either at the moment or, drum roll please, products that I am an investor in. I actually don't talk enough about me investing in certain companies and I really want to do a whole entire episode of companies that I have invested in and why I really chose them and why I believe them. But Halo Sport is a new sports drink company and they have different products now like uh, they have some powders and gummies um, and electrolyte hydration drink on the market. So that's what I'm holding right now and I absolutely love. So I decided to invest in Halo because first up, the founders are amazing. The whole entire team is so great. There's It's back by scientists as well. And plus, I wanted to really find a natural hydration sports drink on the market that was, you know, lower in calories and sugar than Gatorade, but still give you those amazing nutrients and electrolytes was organic. And Halo is reverse osmosis water, actually. So it's really good for you, has those added electrolytes. So if you guys want to check out all my products of the week, make sure to go to the link in the description or try the QR code to go to www.inthenow.com slash AF. One more time, my Verizon In The Know product of the week is Halo, and it can be found at www.inthenow.com slash AustinAF. And now, let's get to Maddie. Well, hello, Maddie. Thank Hi, you so much for you? coming into the I'm Austin really AF studio today. So you've been living in New York lately, but you're in LA. How was your weekend in LA? Yes. It's been so much fun. I honestly, ever since I moved away, I didn't think I would miss it just because I was so ready for something new. But every time I come back, I just keep pushing my flight back. And there's <laughs> yeah. actually a hurricane right now. And I was using that as an excuse. It like, is a very big oh, excuse. shoot. I guess I can't go back. And I was like, well, it was raining for a day and now it's sunny again. So I, you have no reason that you can't like, well, <laughs> I also have no reason I have to go back. So. Exactly. And I want to actually start right there. So you have been in two different cities living in New York City and Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And we were talking earlier about the differences between the two. And what exactly do you miss about Los Angeles that New York doesn't have besides the weather? That, obviously. And then I think just overall, the pace of life is just – I didn't realize until leaving that it's so mellow here. It's – chill you can go to the beach it's healthier like obviously they're still going out and socializing and whatnot but New York on the other hand is just so go 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 I mean it's a blessing and a curse because there's a million things to do on a Monday night and just the drinking and kind of crazy yeah. like hectic lifestyle so I really appreciate that it's a little more mellowed out here the people are super different um gosh I feel like they're just total opposites 
completely agree. In so many different ways. I am from the East Coast, and so I would visit New York City a lot. I actually lived in New York for six weeks, which I know is not a very long time. But yeah, so last year, right before the pandemic, I lived in New York for six weeks, and I was so burnt out after six weeks. It was crazy. Like you said, there's something you do on a Monday night, and I was just drinking all the time because there was Mm -hmm. not much else to do. Like you couldn't like go on a hike, and there's not much space, or go to the beach and not drink. And so – it was really hard to balance social life and work. Right. It all revolves around drinking and eating. But it's truly where in LA I feel like, okay, it's a Saturday night. I don't really have much else to do. Like, I'm going to go get a drink. There, it's such a social thing that you truly, every single time I go out to a dinner or an event, whatever it may be, someone's willing to help me out. And I find someone that like has a connection that's beneficial to me. And they're willing to help you more than I feel like here for some reason I found it very competitive here like your success takes away from my own whereas there it was more like I want to grow with you and help you out and it's just I feel like it's because everyone's grinding and like struggling so hard that it's just like let's help each other out and survive because like you said someone posted something that is from here and was visiting and said every time I leave my door in New York I feel like I'm fighting for, for my life like I don't know how you guys live here because it's just so intense and now I find myself every other weekend at least, like either going to the Hamptons, coming to LA, going home, like doing something because it's just, it's so go, go, go. But I think that the people there are like just so genuine and like, I know they get a bad rep for being really honest, but I love that because I found here because I'm from the East Coast originally as well. And I know we're both from DC. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or Virginia, I guess. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just always felt like I was trying to be someone I wasn't here. And like there's redeeming qualities. Obviously I have a huge network here and a lot of friends like yourself. But, um, yeah, there I just feel like people say it how it is. There's no bullshit. Like, if someone doesn't like you, you know from the get-go that they don't like you, and it is what it is. Absolutely. And I feel like in L.A., you kind of touched on this a little bit, people are friends with you for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And I see that a lot in Los Angeles. Then they use you. And I have been asked favors of, like, like someone will realize I'm friends with someone, say, like, a B-list celebrity. They're like, right away, the first thing that they'll ever ask me is, hey, let's not hang out. It's can you put me in contact with so-and-so? And you're like, and that makes me question that I'm being used. At the same time, I wish I was more of the type of person that didn't always think I was being used, mm-hmm. like a New York kind of mentality right. that it's like, uh, you know, of course I'll help you. And trust me, I help a lot of people out. Mm-hmm. And if someone, literally someone asked me for a favor, like out of the blue last week and I did it. But at the same time, I had that like, are you using me? But would factor? you prefer for them, for, see, because I would rather someone just ask me like, hey, can you connect me to this person? Hey, can you do this for me? Versus like, hey, how are you? Let's hang out sometime. And, and then like, get to know, like that's usually act like they give a shit. And then like, oh, by the way, can you do this for me? It's like, just cut to the chase. Totally. You know? There is a time and place though. I find it so very, very LA odd. You. I, fi- I find it really odd when someone that I barely know is like, hey, do you mind connecting me to Stephen Curry? And I'm like, oh, what okay. the Well, that's fuck? like next level right and people do that all the time and I get so weirded out by it yeah see I would never yeah I wouldn't even think to do that no exactly exactly (laughs) that's not even like oh Katie can you put me on your podcast (laughs) like even that like yeah I don't know no it's weird it's so weird um and we were talking about this earlier too how in New York City people don't care if you have followers right that's what I was gonna say going off of that is people don't care who you are like you can be a huge a huge celebrity will be out at dinner and no one says anything. They just let them be. Same with the whole influencer thing. It was kind of a rude awakening. And we'll probably get into how, like, the privilege thing. But, like, <laughs> yeah. here, 
everyone is just it's almost a currency the social thing and having yes. followers and being an influencer and all that it's almost equitable like you can use it instead of paying for things absolutely and I went oh, okay it's a major city it's New York there has to be people that also are influencers and businesses must know that that's you know a huge way of you know paying for things or promoting things is equal to paying for whatever you know what yeah I mean? currency um yeah but they just don't get it. They just don't care. Like, I'll go to a restaurant hoping to post in exchange for a meal. And they're like, yeah, we'll give you 10% off. Like, we don't give a shit. <laughs> There's so, pros and cons to that. <laughs> there is. Because I also think it's kind of annoying. And it's a little bit humbling. Like, wow, you know, people, like, it's they're not phased by what I thought was everything now. Right. Well, know? I mean, 600K, which you have on Instagram, is like a shit ton in LA. So do you right. have more influencer friends in LA or New York City? Way more in LA. And that's actually something I've been struggling with because I was under the impression that New York, like I said, would have still like some sort of world for that. So you're like a big fish in a, it's not, I mean, it's a huge city, but like as far as the influencer scene, you're a big fish in a small pond. And if you find the people that are also influencers, it's like, I never like, slide into a dude's dms or anything but i'm like dating trying to date girls at this point like i'll find a girl that's an influencer in new york or a model and be like hey i'd love to hang out sometime let's go get a drink and it's like i'm they seem i feel like i'm trying to use them or something and it's really weird but you almost have to do that like finding locations to shoot or anything like that yeah. it's just all been like and i think just life in general in new york for me has just been like brutal like if you're trying to get somewhere in the city you hop on the subway and it's hot and like it's your makeup's melting off like yeah. it's just like a lot more you don't just throw your stuff in your car and go about your day so. I think it's so awesome though because you are totally getting out of your comfort zone and you're in your mid-20s right. and you're young and you're trying a new city and it's just you know I know you've lived you know in DC and Austin Texas too mm -hmm. and so like you've tried new cities but New York is just so different from LA well that's why actually I moved I mean people were like why now do you have a job that you're going there for i'm like well yeah i'll model there but at the end of the day i just think in life like as soon as you're comfortable for me that's a sign to mix it up like i get complacent and bored and i think life's too short like how many of my friends would want to do that in their 20s you know ever since i've been a kid i've always wanted to do a year in new york city i think everyone in their 20s has to live there at least once which i'm glad you did as well <laughs> kind of not really well it's like I don't know, just the energy there and there's so much going on and just like I walk to a coffee shop, meet friends on the way, in line. Like there's, there's just so much to learn from and I always say that I just feel like it's mentally stimulating. Like there's always art gallery openings, like yeah. cool new restaurants and I like I'm really trying to get into the food scene and just anything that you want to do, like even if you don't know exactly what path you're on, if you're in New York, like there's just as long as you have that drive, it's going to be rewarded and you'll figure it out. And who knows if I'll be there for two more years six months but the best part is life. you don't have like, to know you don't have to everything is that's the thing too is you find like you get so like this is permanent like I'm moving across the country but even my friend Alex you know like we were just saying how okay you can move there and if in two weeks you decide this isn't for me like okay I rented my furniture I'll just put my stuff in everything's temporary and you can move wherever you want I you completely know? agree. And I, it's not even as much so as moving. It's almost like every scenario you think of and you're really scared to do is thinking this sounds really bad, but thinking of the worst possible situation. Mm -hmm. The worst possible situation for you is you absolutely hate it and you, you know, you waste like some money moving across the country, obviously. Right. And that money goes to waste and maybe your time, you know, trying it out. But at least you could say you tried. But I don't, I want to correct you though. It's not even a waste because of what you, everything that you learn from it. Like, yeah. even if like I'm, working way less in New York than I was my whole modeling you know situation there didn't go as planned but at the end of the day it's like I have learned 
so much from this and just even like just from you know self like validation of wow I'm capable of that like I was able to how scary when you look at it as a whole picture and that's another thing I would like point out for anyone who's going through something that when you look at the whole picture it seems overwhelming like just take it day by day step by step and you're going to get there eventually love that because yeah just the thought of like the whole year to New York right but then I also look at past like okay I was able to move in the past I can do it again like I love that. I love that. And you just said you learned a lot from moving there. Are there like a few things that first come to your mind when you say that? Well, like I just said, I think that you're capable of a lot more than you think. Um, It's true. What else from moving there? Just that you're not as big of a deal as you think you are too. Not (laughs) that I'm cocky, but like, (laughs) like I said, no one cares. Although I must say I get recognized. Like I in LA, no one, because I think it's kind of dime a dozen with like models and influencers and stuff here. Like I'll be walking about West Village where I live and people like, oh, I saw that you just moved to New York. Like, how's it going? Like, (laughs) I'm going to be friendly, but let's not have a 30 minute conversation just because you happen to see me sitting on a bench. But um, what else have I learned? I don't know. It's actually still, I've only been there for six months, so it's still pretty it's fresh. It's a while. But it's still a while. I think also just that nothing is assured and like your path's going to change a lot of times, but it's always going to end up like what's meant for you is always going to come to you. And yeah. even though right now I'm still kind of figuring it out and you also don't have to have it figured out. Like I fully told myself too, I would move there and I'm lucky in the sense that I've been working since I was 15. So I have enough saved that like I could not really be working consistently for the year that I'm there and that's okay I just want to be there to fully like experience the city so you don't always have to be like there's this whole like busyness mindset that people think that you have to be constantly doing something to be productive but it is doing something to be experiencing a new place absolutely I completely agree and last week actually the whole episode was figuring it out in your 20s and feeling lost and feeling like you have to have everything figured out by age 25, Mm -hmm. which is just so fucking false. And I feel like a lot of people our age do feel lost. But the Mm -hmm. one way to kind of not feel lost in a sense is to be your most uncomfortable self and feel that change because that's how you're going to grow. And I think you're doing exactly that. Yeah, thank you. And also it's just it's a constant like breaking down and rebuilding of your goals and figuring out, okay, well, I do like this kind of person in a relationship and I'm going to keep these qualities from X and move on. Or like, I would do like this about my old job, but I didn't like this. And you're just constantly evolving. Like my mom's in her fifties. She just, she's been working for the past three years in medical sales and just decided like, this isn't for me anymore. I'm going right. to do something else. And it's like, it's never too late to do something new. And you're never going to be like, Oh, I've made it. I've I'm mentally healthy. I got through my anxiety or whatever it may be, you know? Like yeah, you're especially improving yourself. Especially what we do, like model influencing world, we're never going to be thinking we're enough or we made it. There's always going to be that next level to our jobs. Oh yeah, you make a certain amount of money, amount of money, you want more. You get to this X amount of followers and you want more. And it's just this also goes back to just being present and having gratitude for where you're at and like, okay, I may not have it all figured out right now, but I'm going to look back on the stage and like, you're only as young as you are today right now. And just wish that I wish I really appreciated like that stage and struggling because then when you have felt like you made it, you're like, that was kind of fun. You know, I, yeah, you know, no. And do you ever think sometimes like you have so many followers on Instagram, do you ever look back and you remember that self like, Oh, if I make it to a hundred K I'll be like, I made it. And then now you're at like over half well, a million. Well, even when you say that, I just am like, it's so, <laughs> what does that even mean? I know. Like, you know what I mean? I know. Like, I feel like too now at this point, I mean, maybe at one point that was a goal of mine and I thought it was cool, but it's like, 
okay, if I had a million, two million, it's like, okay, it's the same thing. Like it's, totally. what does that even equate totally. to, you know? Yeah. And then you touched also on how when you moved to New York and your last six months, you weren't uh, living up to what you thought like the modeling industry would be there. What exactly do you mean by that? So, oh, you mean like why it wasn't going as planned yeah, or, yeah. okay. So I, when like I said, when I initially moved there, I obviously like wanted to have an agency there and continue pursuing modeling because I've been doing it for the past four years and it's, but it's the big leagues there. It's like, it's high fashion. It's super like, it's competitive here, but there it's a whole different animal. And I was just realistic. Like, you know what, if it doesn't work out and like, I don't sign with an agency I'd like, like I said, I'm just going to pursue different passions and like kind of be, it's the best place I think to just not know what you want to do because there's so many different industries and cool people to learn from and things to do. So I had no expectations. I think that's also the when in life, like things do come your way. So I ended up signing with a really great agency there and I signed with them before I even moved there. So I kind of hit the ground running when I got there, but then quickly, I mean, in the modeling industry, it takes at least like people still think I live in LA people don't even know that I live in New York like when I came back it's oh how was your trip like were you like no no no, I live there guys like I've been there for six months now um so yeah I didn't after three months we decided to part ways it wasn't working out it just wasn't a good fit which was kind of you know like you put your identity a lot of times into what you do so for me especially in a city like New York where people are just 24 seven working. And a lot of times like, oh, I'm in finance, I'm in this. Right. And it's like, I realize modeling for me has been a huge ego thing. And I define myself as that. It's and especially in an industry like that. It's like, oh, I'm a model. Right. So if I'm with X agency or X agency, like I'm better than this person who's not with an agency or is with one that's oh, worse. It's like, like that. It, it's almost like sports teams or something. And I took a step back and I'm like, how much do I actually want to be a model and does this make me happy versus does this give is fueling my ego and it's like I define myself by that like if I'm not with a top agency I feel shitty about myself people aren't going to take me as seriously because it is almost like a label next to your name like if if you were a pro athlete or something and you like got dropped for the team or then you went back to what's the one that's beneath like the minor the G League yeah something like that like you would feel terrible about yourself you know what I mean right so agencies in modeling matters or they only matter to comparing yourself so the industry is changing a lot honestly like being my look and everything it's it's really tough right now and agencies like you do need them and you don't nowadays. Like you can book, I book because I'm a hustler. Like I book a lot of my yeah. work on my own. Like I almost work. That's what I'm saying is I almost work just as much, if not more like from jobs, just from networking and like relationships that I've built and through social media, than an agency could bring me. And they know that too, because I had a few meetings recently and they're like, Oh, so the jobs that are incoming to you, you're going to bring them to us. And I'm like, yeah, but you need, this is a, it's they want you to think that you Two need them and it's like you work for them and it's they almost belittle you but it's like no it's this is a mutually beneficial relationship right like, if I'm bringing you jobs you need to bring them to me as well because I don't really need you like sell me on why yeah I, I do need you you know so some of the top it's all about your relationship with the agency some of the top ones like are incredible and have access to certain clients like the really high end like the Chanel's and things like that but at the end of the day it's really just a label. Like you can have a small agency. It's like a more boutique and you get more hands-on. It's like a huge school versus a, a, totally. a private school. So it yes. really, at the end of the day, like just even if I signed with the top agency that doesn't, and I've been there too. And I, it wasn't all it's cracked up. Cause they have so many more clients. 
Yeah, and you have access, but it's also like that doesn't even mean you get all like, worked up about it and excited when you sign with a really great agency. But it's like, wait, hold on. That doesn't even mean that I'm going to make money. And we could get into all the ins and outs of that of like not being paid for – they don't pay you for 90 days usually. You Which pay is a rent. lot. How the fuck do you pay New York no, rent after 90 days? No, like 20 days. years old. I mean, the me- mental health and body image stuff. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Okay, I want to get into that. Yeah. I first want to ask before we get into the mental health stage, uh-huh. I want to ask because I don't – I actually don't know. Can you leverage your Instagram followers or your social media followers in the modeling world? Like do people give a shit? So that's the other difference, New York versus LA. Here, you would go to castings and they would ask you a lot of times how many followers you have and you write down your Instagram. Because if you think about it this way, yeah, like some of the top makeup companies are hiring huge influencers now yeah, because it's more bang for their buck. Like why would they – I don't like when I like drop names. But like some of the top, okay, like the Kendall Jenners, whatever, like – Right. They – you know, the hot, best companies you flip through a magazine and every single designer is using them. Yes, she's beautiful. She's a great model. But – is she any better than the next girl that's been working her ass off her whole life and is with the top agency? Probably not. So right. it's like, if it's recognizable, it means more to them. And that's my mindset. So when I go to went to New York, I was thinking, why would you not work with me? I may be the same height, weight, everything, look-wise as the girl next to me, but I have the following attached to it. So and if you I'm might on, Instagram and Right, them. so if I'm on set, I'm going to also, I can post about your company and it's more like beneficial to you guys to get your name out there that much more they don't really see it that way so I think it just depends on the client but it is interesting that there they just like I said it's just so different they just don't that's so crazy that that the bit... same industry and in just in two different cities can be so different I know yeah for sure I mean it's different types of clients there's so much that goes into it but it, yeah, yeah I feel like I feel like LA is the uh the fashion novas of the world sometimes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't Nova, know if that's fucked up or 21. not yeah, yeah 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 um okay let's go into mental health in the modeling industry because I technically now am a, in quotes oh, yeah, sports you are. <laughs> no, fuck off Maddie <laughs> sports illustrator swimsuit model okay so in my bio I have the word model but let's be real I'm not a freaking model but what I'm is that not... okay so exactly. I'm gonna stop you right there what does that mean I don't like, know <laughs> I obviously have so many friends like yourself that are just like you're I'm I don't see myself as any higher than you and the whole modeling label is just a little bit like like I said it's yeah. like, it's the like ego thing it's what does that even mean like I don't you know to say that I, I'm not a model but I you are and put me on this pedestal right. like I, I don't know I just don't consider myself a model like I don't I don't go to castings and auditions and have an agency and they book it out and I have to fill out things of like my height and weight. I've never done that. Like Sports Illustrated Swimsuit has never asked for your height Yeah, but or that's where it's going like now. That. that that's Victoria's Secret isn't even alive anymore. And what's really interesting, when I first got to New York and they made comments about my body and like, oh, you're not New York ready. We're not going to submit you to any jobs. And this has been happening since I started modeling. I mean, I was 20 years old supporting myself in Los Angeles and got mm. told that oh, pull out this photo. Like, you're you're getting soft. We're not going to submit you to any jobs until we see a difference in your I'm body. Sorry, I'm sorry, like, what? Oh, I have you're so many so tiny, so Maddie. stories. How do you even get tinier? Like, what? Are you serious? Well, no, that's what I said to the... When I moved to New York and they said this, I said, okay, so you... <laughs> you essentially, like... I eat a lot, but I eat very healthy and I exercise. I'm very healthy. Like, are you asking me to pretty much, like, get addicted to drugs or, like, start myself, seriously. you know? So... That's the comment they made. So then I like just paid more attention to like changing my workout plan a lot. I would never was like restrictive or anything like that. But then I got to the point 
because they said you know, if you were not we're gonna have like one shot to submit you to, to clients like Victoria's Secret I'm like okay that makes sense it and I got you know I get mad about all these things that have been said to me over the years that are just pretty much abusive yeah but at the end of the day it is what it is like you can't go into that industry expecting something different like they're doing their job eh, I feel like yes and no because I I get the smallest hate comment sometimes from someone that doesn't even matter. And mm. like in, in your sense, it'd be like, you know, like a head of, let's say, a Victoria's Secret telling you or something. For me, it'd be like Billy from Iowa, Iowa being like, uh, your thighs are too big. You know what I mean? And oh, that, I would, <laughs> that would freaking like sting my heart. And obviously I'm very confident in who I am. But like if I got it, I feel like from people like in the industry of like a job I really want, that would really take a toll on my mental health. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say is that it's changing though. So – then once I got to the point that they wanted me at, and I went back to say, oh, well, you know what? It's not what they're looking for anymore. Like, it, the industry's changing. You look at the girls at, like, Victoria's Secret. It's now more inclusive with ethnicities, shapes, and sizes, which I think is incredible. But it's also, like, the girls like us that have been working so hard to right. get to that point. You know, and that's part of our lifestyle and, and our job. Yeah. It's, it's difficult because it's like, okay, now where do we go from here? Right. So it's changing so much. So it's incredible that a company like Sports Illustrated is probably going to be kind of the next Victoria's yeah. Secret. But it's just a really tricky, like... It's tough because you to never navigate. know what the company or client will want now. Well, this is what... When they said that, it just kind of hit me like... They can say something so passively about like, oh, do this to your body. And like it gets ingrained in your brain and it changes your entire life as no, a I model. Imagine. And then they can f flip it or change their mind like that. And to them, it's nothing. But to us, it's like it's your health. Absolutely. It's, it's insane. Well, also, in my opinion, so I was technically like I did some uh, like Adidas modeling and Nike modeling like in college still like sports modeling when I was a lacrosse player too. And I would go to, into castings. I only went to a few because they were so draining first off. Were you a slew? Uh, yeah, I was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was with them in college and, you know, I'd go in and they'd be like, they just like be like, okay, look. Uh, look left, look right. No thanks. Okay, bye. And I'm like, well, why'd you invite me into this casting if you knew I wasn't? Oh my luck? gosh, the amount of my time that's been like, I'll like get my hair blown out, pay that, like drive there. It's half of my day. Prepare for it, and then you're there for five minutes. And exactly, like they could have mm -hmm. known from photos or like your measurements and stuff not to waste your time and call you in there. But that's the other thing is you take it so personally. When I like. That's the other, like, I went to college for four years. I work really, really hard. And I'm so used to what you put in is what you get out from it. And using your brain and, like, your other talents right. to your benefit. And modeling is the one thing that has been so frustrating to me because it doesn't matter how hard you work, how many test shoots you do, how hard you work out, how healthily you eat or take care of yourself. It's it's out of your control and they're looking Completely. for something specific. So mm -hmm. you take it personally when really they just have this look like you said that they're going for. And if you're not that, there's nothing you can do. Right. And it, it like you said, it's completely out of your control. And it's I feel like it'd be so hard to be fulfilled in an industry or job career that is solely based on the way you look. Or out of your control. And that's the other thing is that it's your looks are it's crazy how much emphasis society puts on it. Because at the end of the day, like, we're all going to wrinkle. We're all going to – even in dating, like, obviously you need to be sexually attracted to someone. But at, you just want to be with your best friend or someone that makes you laugh. Like, it <laughs> yes. doesn't actually matter. And it's yes. not going to matter. So it's just crazy. Like, 
our society, I just don't, it's a, like, it's something that it's not sustainable, you know, whether it, by the time I'm 30, like best case scenario, I could model until then, but then what? Like, I'd rather damn simultaneously be working on something that a like lights a fire and like, I wake up every day excited about, but also that's sustainable. And, you know, you're building towards something. Like I know some girls that modeled and then they started like their own clothing line or some sort of business that can, you know, turn into something greater. For sure. Let's actually talk about that and what you said about how society just makes this whole deal of like what you look like. Let's actually take, you know, the devil's advocate side here and say, you know, you have had pretty privilege and someone can look at you and you can do anything you want in life because you're so beautiful. Uh, what would your like View. counter be? And have you ever had any problems with being like so beautiful? And I know that's such a weird question. Well, we talked about this a little bit before we started, but I not that I even think like I'm my own toughest critic. And I think everyone's really hard on themselves, uh, especially in the industry. So I don't think of myself that way. But Maddie, <laughs> I also haven't always like in high school, like I never got asked to prom. I never got asked to homecoming. I don't know if guys are just scared of me or what it was. Probably but... that. That is another <laughs> that's a bad thing about pretty privilege, too. They're intimidated. I think I was just like scary and standoffish. But um, <laughs> so, no, I haven't always felt that way. But I think now people just assume Okay, A, that I'm dumb. When I consider, I think above all things, I consider myself pretty intelligent. People are make comments all the time because I speak a lot on my Instagram stories and I like to share things like this or do cooking videos, like show some of my personality, right. talent, and my voice. And people make comments all the time like, wow, you're actually smart. Or even if I meet a guy like that knows me from social media prior to meeting and maybe at a party or something, it's like, oh, you actually like have a pretty good head on your shoulders. Keyword, actually. Yes. Fuck yes. that word. You are actually this. You are actually that. And I get it too as being an influencer. People say, oh my God, you post, you know, on Instagram for a living and they think I am not very intelligent. Mm -hmm. And that's like- a fucking USC. That's like, like the, well- as an athlete, but still, okay. sure, sure, sure. I studied broadcast, but you no, I am smart. Whatever. I See, graduated cum laude. yourself. Don't yeah. let them get to you. <laughs> graduated cum laude. My mom was going to be listening to this and be like, stop talking down about yourself. No, but for real, I think pretty privilege is a real thing. So one of my uh, best friends is so, so beautiful. And, um, you know, we can we can sit here and be like, it's so hard being beautiful. But I wanted to actually, you know, counter, you know, a little bit of people going after girls who are so beautiful and saying they can get anything they want because it can actually be a bad thing. Well, another thing I wanted to say, too, because I talk about mental health a lot is people look at my life and they say, oh, she lives in New York, did live in L.A., like models, goes to all these glamorous dinners and trips and whatnot. And they see that. First of all, people I try to do a little bit more than this, but overall Instagram and social media in general is a highlight reel. You're not seeing everything, but the main thing is people tend to think that if you don't have a tough life, you're not allowed to have anxiety, to have mental health issues. You have to earn that. It's all relative. I could sit here and tell you guys about my life and how much I've been through. Like, I'm not going to try to like defend myself, but everyone has their shit. Like I come from a single hardworking mother I don't talk to my father. Like, there's just so many other things that you guys would yeah. never know. But you just use that to like, like, to fuel your fire. And it's you don't have to earn the right to have struggles. Absolutely not. And you don't know. You don't owe anyone an explanation for what you're going through. You right. could honestly, like, some days 
I have the most perfect life and I'm fully, fully aware I am so blessed with everything that comes my way. Have I had some hardships that I've never opened up before? Absolutely. Everyone has. Do you feel guilty too? Because I tend to feel like- All the time. I used to, like as a kid, I even had like anxiety and I'd go to therapy and stuff and I would cry all the time. My mom's like, I don't get it. Like, you're so smart and beautiful and this and that. Like, why are you so unhappy? And it's just like, it doesn't have to be a reason. Sometimes you feel off and that's okay. It's like the whole, it's okay to not be okay. Right. And it really is. You don't, and you can feed into that and just like recognize how you're feeling and be okay with it. It's just like, you can be, have off days and you don't have Absolutely. to put on a face to everyone and feel bad for having on paper everything yet feeling like you don't have anything. Yeah. Honestly, thank you for saying that because sometimes I do feel really guilty. Like last night I actually slept at my parents' house and I woke up and my mom's like, how did you sleep? I'm like, pretty bad. I have such bad anxiety. And she's like, why? What do you have to do this week? And I'm like, well, you know, I have like a this, 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 this. And she was like, okay, but those are all fun things. Like you love what you do. I'm like, no, no, I know. I don't understand sometimes why I have anxiety, but it's something unexplainable and you can't really have it's, a reason. And also the grass is always greener. Like myself, I've realized that I kind of like structure. Like I like having a schedule and I'm just the personality that I need a little bit of guidance for each day and just have it like organized and because right now like with you know modeling being like trying to figure that whole thing out and having like all these different passions and ideas and things I want to work on it's so overwhelming and I was actually doing a little like Instagram live yesterday talking with people about this and the different tactics to like try to like combat that because when you're in our kind of industries where you create your own schedule it's so overwhelming because as much as it's a blessing to have endless opportunities and we're we're so lucky that we literally could do like whatever we want with our lives like it's also super overwhelming because it's like where do I go and it's almost paralyzing and I feel like I get nothing done and do nothing sometimes and I'm it's funny because I'm always like oh my gosh I did nothing like all day I haven't accomplished anything and my friends are like what are you talking about you're always on like with social media too it's like I'm never working but I'm also always working like you're always on your phone it's even 24 seven, like I need to start having off times where I'm not on Instagram because it's you, we communicate that way even. Totally. So it's, so what are some of your tips that you said you were talking about it yesterday? What are some of your tips that kind of, you know, either get you motivated when you don't have a boss? Because some people have nine to fives are like, oh my gosh, like you guys can do anything, but it's like, we have to motivate ourselves. We have to right. like schedule in everything ourselves. So do you have like a tip or like a time management tip, a scheduling tip or anything to get you motivated? So one thing that's helped me is because I tend to start something and then I'm like, squirrel and like I start something else and like yeah I start like emptying the dishwasher and then I don't even finish that and then I start doing something else and I just like go from like pinball from one thing to the next and then I end up getting nothing done that my friend told me that his his dad like instilled this in him like just finish one thing and then move on to the next like it doesn't matter if it seems like something that's right not important like okay even if it's like making your breakfast like finish eat it, enjoy it, fully be present. And then, and I think it goes back to, like I said, presence. Another thing that the guys I was speaking with yesterday said was something about horizons where you pick like throughout your week, different things that you want to focus on, like something that is you're working on immediately. And in the present time, something that you want to do in the future. And then one like wild card. I need to, I wanted to like do more research because this is just yesterday, but something like that, where you kind of divide it based on and I think also just not because I have a list in my phone of probably 300 things to do I'm, I'm a big notes person so it's manic like so many different things in my notes and every yeah. time I think of it I'm like do this too so now yeah. every day like today for example my day was um cooking videos like 
exercise, um, the podcast, and I think I had one other thing. And like, just pick like two or three things, I mean, three or four to focus on, and then focus on those just to not overwhelm yourself. Because when you create such a huge list for yourself, and then you end up, you're setting yourself up because you know, there's not enough time in the day to get them all done. And then you're going to resent like be mad at yourself for it get anxiety yes and then it's just a cyclical loop so like so true I think also I've been focusing a lot more on sleep because I'm definitely a person that's like just go 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 all the time like stays up late maybe drink wake (laughs) don't sleep wake up early like spike my cortisol by exercising chug caffeine and it's just this like loop (laughs) so I've been finding like the importance in rest a lot more like it's okay to take because I'm so competitive with myself and it's like, well, if I'm not doing like everything I absolutely can, then I'm not helping right. myself, you know? So take rest days. That's okay. Like we deserve to relax. Absolutely. Sleep, and one thing I've actually like, uh, learned about uh, sleeping and what's really, really important is going to bed and waking up around the exact same time every, every day. day. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, routine, a schedule thing. So for me, what really works to get the best night's sleep is like going to bed at 1030 every single night and waking up really? every single day. So do you, I think for me, the big thing is like, I have no problem getting in bed around that time, but then it's the phone thing <laughs> yeah. that I, I need to start charging my phone outside my room. Because I wake yeah. up, I wake up naturally early. I don't even need my alarm. That's like, oh, I need my alarm in my room. Like, yeah, no, no. I and then you get on every your phone day. right away. Yeah, and it's like the light, and maybe I would have fallen back asleep a little bit longer. And then instead of like meditating or journaling or something healthy in the morning, like I think the longer that you stay off your phone in the morning, the happier you are. There's oh, you're talking about in the morning. Yeah, well, also night. But... So for me, what I actually been doing because I can spend hours on TikTok. <laughs> literally hours and I, and and I don't even see the time. So before I like open anything else, you could set a timer on your phone for like 22 minutes or something. I do something like random oh. time. And so when you're just scrolling aimlessly on social media, you don't even realize how much time you're wasting. And then that timer goes off and you're like, holy shit, I was just on here for 22 minutes. Like, and then you just like immediately get off it and you like make yourself oh. go to bed. The screen time every week is just disgusting Wild. for me. Wow. Same. Like nine Same hours a day. <laughs> it's our jobs. Like I make an excuse Exactly. For it. But still that's not. And I think to my, I'll be like, okay, I'm not going to go out tonight. I'm going to stay home and like yeah. work on myself, take a bath, cook. And then I'm like, I end up being on my phone for six hours on my couch. Uh, just like instead of being present and actually enjoying what I'm doing, I'm like, well, I should be out with them or I should be in Greece with these people. Like. So basically I look at your Instagram and I'm like, this is the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. And Aww, all your all your photos are just so beautiful. Everything you do is amazing. I'm serious. Like you travel like everywhere, do really cool things. Do you ever look at other girls and compare yourself? Oh, come on. Of course. It's that's the thing, is just being happy where you're at and knowing that that's they also are wishing they were somewhere else or struggling with their own issues. Like you could be in the most beautiful place in the world, yet you see someone else doing something else that you deem better and you wish you were there as well. And same with the looks thing. It's like you, there's always something like there's always, it's the whole adage. Like there's always going to be someone smarter than you, prettier than you. And, but then also with social media, it's just like how much of it is actually even real and it's all fake now and like all the editing and everything. And it's just scary. So much editing. And I even know like what people are capable of doing to their images, yet I still get fooled by it. Totally. 99 million times a day. Yeah. Is there any comparison? I'm, I'm sure there is in the modeling industry, but I mean, in terms of like competitiveness of like, oh, that girl's my friend and she got that job and then you get jealous of each other Mm -hmm. and it gets weird? Well, 
So that's what I was going to say. As far as friendships, I think it's really important to have, like, I've always kind of had a bunch of different types of friends, like people in different industries, different backgrounds, because I find that when you're friends with people that do exactly what you do, don't get me wrong, I do have modeling friends, but even if you're supportive of them and happy for them when they book a job, there's always going to be a tinge of jealousy, like, oh, that could have been me. Like, yes, one of my best friends, she's probably listening, but like her and I were meeting with the same agency in New York and her, it's so funny. So I walk out of the meeting and she literally was coming in right after me. It's like, high five, good luck. Mm -hmm. And then she goes in. She ends up getting offered by the agency to sign. I didn't. And she's like, oh, well, they told you, like, they were going to think about it. Like, don't worry about it. And, like, they they offered you on the spot. Like, obviously, it's not going to happen. And, like, of course, I was so happy for her. And I showed her. I expressed that. Of course, yeah. But, but subconsciously, and, like, I, I was, like, a little bit jealous. And totally. Like, well, then, it's just is she better natural. than I am? Like, you know what I mean? So, there definitely is a lot of competitiveness because there's only so many jobs. And like right. I said, you take it personally when it's really like her and I look nothing alike. So it's like maybe they wanted, sure. needed that look, you know? For sure. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I think it's really important to have a variety of friends and just surround you with people that make you feel good. And like even some of my friends in the industry, I've realized I've kind of outgrown that like I've outgrown it because what used to work for me and that's OK. It may not anymore. Like when my friends make comments about oh my God, I've eaten so much today. Or like, I can't, like, I, I don't eat all day until dinner and like things like that, that trigger me that once like I fed into and would also do the same, have the bad, bad habits. Like I notice, and that's about like mindfulness and being aware of your thoughts. Like now I catch myself like having negative self-talk and things like that. Mm. I can notice it. And that's what meditation is, is like using analogy of clouds and like noticing your thoughts versus trying to avoid them. So when I like hear those types of things, I make note of it. I'm like, oh, that doesn't make me feel good. So maybe I shouldn't surround myself with people like that and or like put them in categories like my friends that are work friends maybe also aren't the ones that I want to tell about my relationships or right. work like so my friends at model don't also have like that business mentality and that's OK. Right. Like I'll have fun with them. But maybe that's not also the same type of person that I want to like share those goals with. Absolutely. I feel like surrounding myself sometimes with girls who'd be like, oh my God, I only had a smoothie today. I'd be like, wait, I ate this, 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 this. Yeah, and I'd see? question myself. I'm like, <laughs> wait, I'm a model too, but I ate yeah. like that for my pre-breakfast and that's all you've had all day. And like, even my friend was like, I think my friend met you. Oh no, someone, where were we the other day? Oh, my cousin, she saw like a video that I posted at your event the other day and she made some comments. She's like, wow, that girl's so real. Like, I don't know what she has, but like, you need to spend more time with her, Maddie. It was oh, so cute. I mean, dead serious. Really it was nice. really sweet. But I'm like, you know what? Like, so I've known nice. that. Like, I know when I'm around Katie, like, I feel good about not only myself, but like, oh, yeah. just great energy. But like, that's what people need more of. And just noticing those things. And like, a lot of times when I get off the phone and have a conversation with someone, I'm like, did that leave me selfishly? Like, and that's okay. Like, life's too short totally gotta, okay. like did that leave me feeling better after or worse and same with any interaction you have with someone and it is okay I love the word you said outgrow you just outgrew some of your friends and you noticed it oh I keep my circle real tight I'm a Scorpio yeah. so I'm like I got three <laughs> close friends and that's it like <laughs> seriously though you could outgrow your friends and I think that needs to be normalized because we changed so much in our 20s I talked a lot about it last week but like I outgrew a few friends, two in particular, and honestly, they're perfect for me at the time and place, and that sounds really selfish, but then they ended up being very toxic. No, and that's okay, and same with, that's another thing with the whole move that I've really realized, and initially, and I'm, I'm, I like to act like I have a thick skin and be super stubborn. I was, I'm kind, it's been a struggle for me, like I, 
moved away and moving across the country, a lot of people's true colors show of who makes time for you. But likewise, coming back, I've been here now a week and the amount of friends, like my real friends that when I lived here, like we spent, you know, Monday nights together. We yeah. like worked out together. We did like day to day life with not just party friends, right. like those real friends. And they haven't made 20 minutes to see me. And it's, I know it's, it goes both ways, but it's kind of like eye opening. Damn. You know, it's crazy. It's brutal, but it's like, okay, like that's okay. I mean, like I'll find other people that. Absolutely. And you can legit. have girlfriends and go through stages. Yeah. I think in our life, I think it's, it should be normalized that you could go through stages of friends. Absolutely. Um, okay, we are now at our segment called Mood Boosting Mantra. Is there any quote or mantra that kind of rings true, like an affirmation that you say to yourself or something in business and modeling to keep you inspired and motivated? Oh my gosh, putting me on the spot. There's so many. This <laughs> I is know. my kind of thing. And I'm like, I have so many. This one's, I think the whole just if not when now, because there's just so much, like, life's too short and you're always going to come up with a million excuses and there's no perfect time to do anything. And I think with moving and everything, I realized like I kept waiting for like signs. I'm a big sign person. Like when this, and I did have a few signs, I must say, but <laughs> I think that like, just do it. Like rip off the band aid. Like there's never going to be a perfect time for anything. Like I said earlier, like you're never going to be younger than you are right now. Life's just too short. Um, and I think also I'm trying to like figure out how to put this in a concise statement, but anxiety I use that term loosely, but like it's all about something you're thinking of in the future that 99% of the time doesn't even end up happening. So I think that like there's some quote about nothing, like worry what doesn't, I think it's actually a Bible verse, like nothing, worrying didn't achieve anything. So just like, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. I really love that. No, seriously. Like it's doesn't like I get so worked up in my head and then I'm like, oh, wait. It didn't even end up happening, you know? (laughs) Or, like, you just get so nervous about something, and then it was, like, not a big deal at all when it actually happened. Right. And the quote you said, if not now, when? I use that quote every day when I wanted to break up with my boyfriend. I, I like, was, like, really struggling to break up with him. Oh, my God, I thought you meant right now. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, my God, I'm in love right now. Trust me, my ex-boyfriend. I, like, I was struggling for months to break up with him, and I was, like, it's never the right time. It's never the right time. And my best friend was, like, if what not now, where? Yeah. Like, it'll never be the right time. If you are waiting for the right time, it's too late. Right. Because you are never going to feel like you are ready to do something. So go for it. I absolutely love I have that. one more, too. Everything's yes. temporary, and that goes both ways. Like, seize the moment because you're going to look back on this moment and, like, wish that you were where you, like, where you are now that you may not think highly of like you're gonna be wishing that you'd really appreciated that time in your life also the struggles like you're always gonna get through it because I was going back to relationships I was in a really toxic relationship and day after day I felt like okay I'm going to therapy and I just I really I know what I want but I just don't know how to get myself out of the situation it was when I first moved to LA I didn't have any money saved I was like living with him I didn't know what I wanted to do work-wise I was just finishing up school I didn't have a car nothing and it was like how am I going to do this how am I going to do this and now looking back it's like my life is so different and I would have never thought that I would have gotten myself out of that situation but you're gonna like wake up one day and I literally woke up and was like nope the time's now let's do it ripped off the band-aid like started modeling got a car got roommates made new friends got a job and it was temporary oh the relationship was temporary and you got out of it I love that I love that you can do anything (laughs) we're at our next um (laughs) Maddie, don't kill me. Is another on the spot? <laughs> we're at our 
next segment right now. It's called No Filter. This one, uh, so basically No Filter is a segment where you answer a question and I throw out like the most out there question. Like I okay. have really asked people uh, if a reality TV star was like, who was your, their worst coworker on reality TV? I've asked literally Mark Sanchez, who was his least favorite person on his podcast. I've asked some crazy questions. So this question, yeah, sip your water. <laughs> who is the most famous celebrity you've hooked up with? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, if you're just listening on the podcast, her face is just hilarious. A lot of them, like, slide into my DMs, but then it's really <laughs> underwhelming because nothing even ends up happening. Like, okay. I talked to Blake Griffin for a while, and, like, he tried hooking up with me, but I don't even no, know. No, he's letting your DMs down. Yeah, no, I had a lot. Um, Famous-wise, probably Nyjah, the skateboarder. Oh, fun. He's cute. Yeah, he's yeah, really yeah, cute. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he actually, wasn't he in the Olympics this year? Yeah. Dope. I don't think he did. All right, who is the craziest <laughs> DM that you've gotten? Oh my gosh! What do you mean craziest? Like from like, a celebrity or hilarious? Yeah, a hilarious celebrity DM that people. Well, do. I don't even remember this stuff. Um, just like riot things, and I don't even know. I feel like most of the time it stems from. Sorry, this is probably like so non juicy for y'all, but that's hard to think of. I, it's just like weird foot stuff. <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> So true. She's talking about like people with foot fetishes. Yeah, I don't think that was like a celebrity comment, but I don't know. They try to be more normal. Like they don't. They're not really yeah. that out. There. I mean, like some like older celebrities, like David Spade, Jeremy Piven, like the old dudes that are just still trying to be relevant. It's like <laughs> yeah. I don't. That's not enough, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel like I was on Raya for like two, three years. It's just an ego boost. Like, absolutely. They don't even ask you out. And, like, what's the point of matching? You just want to know that I like you. No, I literally, though, which I think my favorite part about Raya was matching with these, like, really famous people. Athletes, too. Athletes. I, was like, I like to match and with showing. Kevin Grant. And then I was like, I, I saw him at Delilah. And I was like, I matched with you on Raya. <laughs> and then you, like, show your friends their slideshow on Raya. Oh, but I've t- tried, you try taking – tried many times to try and take sc- screenshots and they and, and then it, exactly it, 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 no it, it gives it alerts i don't know if it alerts them but it's like this just one strike and you get in yes. trouble yes yes i've had that happen to you before damn it now i'm trying to think of my funny dms i think that for the most part like the famous people aren't as gnarly because oh, like they know it. a lot of times too they'll message you and then you go back to reference it and like oh my gosh i forgot to tell you who messaged me and their egos are so big that like they delete the messages so that you can't see that they got denied and you didn't respond to them or something. Oh my god, so funny. Have you ever gone on a date from Raya? Um, I think one or two. But no, for the most part, you know what I think they do is they find your Instagram and then they message you from True. there. Very I've been true. on a few, but nothing came out like of it. Raya is not the type of app that you actually go on a nice date to. Wait, you know what? I've been hearing time and time again that Hinge, people are meeting... There's significant other off Hinge, but I Are you just, on Hinge? <laughs> I'm not because I just feel like it's like it would be a yeah. freaking cesspool. Yeah. Like. I feel like also it is extremely exhausting. I used to be on dating apps and that's how I met my boyfriend actually. I met on him on the league. Okay. The league? That's the one for Ivy League schools, right? <laughs> yeah. I was trying to find is myself it, a finance still? boy. Is it still? Yeah. So basically they give you four guys a day and like you have to like get accepted that's, in. That's nice. It is nice. And all of them are like really successful, but not in like the athlete celebrity industry entertainment world. Mm-hmm. So which I really liked because I was trying to date someone who wasn't in the industry. Like a normal. Like, that's my mom's like date a normal guy, Maddie. The word normal, what is normal is so even offensive mean? to my boyfriend sometimes. Like when I first started dating him, I was like, 
you are just so normal. I love it. And he's like, well, that's kind of fucked. I'm like, no, <laughs> normal is the best word possible because it's hard to find someone normal oh, in LA. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And I thought the dating would be way better in New York. It's just as bad. I feel like there's some finance dudes that are like really beautiful and so rich in New York, but so douchey. Oh, I almost, so there's this one guy, my girlfriend, the first week moving there, tried to be setting up me with, setting me up with that lives in my building and her oh, husband's best friend is him and he stopped me in the hallway. I'm like, wait, this must be him. He has the dog that she referenced. He like gets on his, he has a suit on, gets on his motorcycle, goes to Wall Street. It's just so beyond. Like, I feel like dating guys in New York, I don't know why. I just feel like they're always in their 30s and they're always older. Well, 30s is fine, but I just feel like New York and LA is Peter Pan syndrome. Like there's dudes that are 35 and like, okay, don't you want to start thinking about settling down or at least date a good girl? And no, no. they no. poke up culture. I'm like, well, I don't understand. They unfortunately like, all, they just have so many options. In right. My and social media too. Now it can have an right. amazing girl, but then they just see a million girls every day. Absolutely. And like for us, as girls, I don't think we have as many options as they do. I see, like, there's so many beautiful, beautiful and successful oh, and smart sure. girls in L.A. and New York City. And they just, like, quadruple the amount of good guys there are. So they just have a lot of options. I agree. <laughs> do you have any dating tips? Oh, my gosh. Like, outside of the I've been single app. for, like, three years. So I, I'm definitely not great at that. Um, dating tips. Besides the apps, because I feel like a lot of times the my biggest question that I get about dating is like how to meet someone outside of dating apps. I have a mutual friend thing hasn't been as useful to me just because I feel like when you get set up, you feel pressured to go out with them, even if you don't want to. Like my yeah. friends will say, oh, here, I'm going to put you in a group text with this guy. You guys need to go out sometime. And I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm terribly, I don't really want to. Like, I feel like, like I, I would like that. I let, that's how my, my boyfriend kind of met really? after. We matched on the league and then didn't really like speak on the dating app. A mutual friend hooked us up. Yeah. That, I feel like, was my most comfortable way to meet someone because mm-hmm. I was like, oh. This I would say first. for dating, just be open to doing things. And I feel like, honestly, anytime I like it's so funny because it's always the night that you're like, I'm not going to go out tonight. Okay, fine. Your yeah. friends drag you out and you happen to meet someone. Like, just be open to new experiencing experiences and trying new things. And then that by default, like, also put yourself in places where you would want to meet someone because sometimes you're like, love that. Why would I like expect to meet a good guy at this bar? Like, of course, I'm going to be disappointed, you know, but maybe Absolutely. at like a yoga class or some sort of like cool wine club i don't know go to places you want your future husband to going to not a strip club or go hang out at the golf course the bar (laughs) there like i don't know i love that i love that okay before we go talk to me about maddie's munchies right so i as i kind of mentioned earlier i've been trying to get more into the like health and wellness scene like the food industry I, I, what I'm doing is kind of reverse engineering, like my end goal as of now. And I think that your goals evolve over time. You realize like you take different paths and realize what you want to do over time is like, I'd love to have a food travel show. Like, I don't think many like girls in the modeling industry or influencers, I guess, have really done that. So I think I could be like a food critic, like travel and review restaurants and stuff like that. Cause I'm like a huge foodie and I no problem like sending things back and complaining about hell things. yeah put it into very existence very honest too. but I also I have a friend that works in the CBD business and he came to me and said you know any product that you want to create like we'll pretty much help you with production and everything you'll put your name on it what are you passionate about like think about it so I am obsessed like huge foodie I'm obsessed with cereal pretty much every night before bed I'm a big nighttime snacker I would always have like a bowl of cereal because it 
hits different at night. It does. It does. So I thought, like, why not have something that also mellows you out and helps you sleep, is good for you. So hence mm. Maddie's Munchies is my keto. Ooh. So it's low-carb, low-sugar um, CBD cereal. And we have a little bit here for you to try. Hell yeah. Do you put it in milk or can you just eat like this? No, of course. I'll do it with almond milk. or Oh, it's nice I'll... and light. Right. It's, it's almost like tastes like a, like a chocolate wafer, right? Yeah. You remember those really wafer fluffy. cookies? So yeah, I can do it milk. Sometimes I'm a big like smoothie bowl person or I make yogurt mm. bowls um, and put that as a topping as well. So hell yeah, That's Maddie. Nice. I'm so proud of you. Sorry, thank I'm you. still eating this. It's so good. <laughs> but thank you for coming on Awesome thank App. You. Where can everyone find you? Instagram at MadTev, kind of like Mad TV, but Tev. TikTok, Maddie Tev. Um, <laughs> I have Facebook. Who fuck who does Facebook? Facebook! <laughs> My Mom, shout out. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Maddie. Thanks for having me. Super fun. And bye guys, I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you.